Hello and welcome to the Feminine Genius Podcast. This is a podcast that celebrates all women of God and their unique genius. I'm your host, Rachel Wong. If you flip through the BC Catholic newspaper recently, or maybe you're more of a digital native and you've scrolled through their online edition, you probably would have come across Agnieszka Ruck's work. For years, Agnieszka has worked tirelessly as a reporter for the BC Catholic, reporting on events and stories happening in the Archdiocese of Vancouver and beyond. As a budding journalist myself, Agnieszka has always been my role model. And after being interviewed by her a number of times, I thought that it was appropriate that I would flip the script and interview her for the Feminine Genius Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, Like I mentioned, I've always been just so fascinated by the work that you do and just so inspired by how many tasks you have to do because everywhere you flip in the BC Catholic, it's usually your name. So you do so much. So thank you so much for just doing all these Catholic journalisty things. It's so great. <laughs> no problem. Yeah. So I wanted to start by asking if you could share a little bit about your faith journey. How have you come to be the Agnieszka that you are today? Wow. Well, you're starting off with a big one. <laughs> I think there's a lot that goes into a faith journey and, you know, a lot of significant things that happen to you along the way. But to, to sum up, I'm kind of a cradle Catholic, born to two Polish immigrant parents who are very devout, and um, I've just been a Catholic my whole life um, and supported by them and, and things like that. But I did, as many people do, accept my faith as really mine um, when I was going to university. And I was studying at Trinity Western University um, and at Redeemer Pacific College, as it was called at the time. So at Redeemer Pacific, I took a lot of courses on Catholic theology and things like that that really made me appreciate what it was that I was born into and brought up into. Yeah, I think a large part of my faith journey as well has been kind of ecumenism of sorts, if I can use a long, obnoxious word to describe it, um, just that growing up, I've always gone to a Catholic church and to a Protestant school. Um, the, the mix of faith traditions, I think, has enriched me a lot and made me appreciate the many ways people understand God and, and love him, mm-hmm. especially I'm thinking of worship. Right. You know, some people are very like, praise and worship, woo-hoo, big <laughs> concerts, and other people like, are you know quiet and adoration and, and in silence and both have enriched my love for him and, and my appreciation for my faith. And we can learn from each other in those ways. Has this desire to be a journalist, has this always been inside of you? Or where did that start? So I don't know when the first time was that I thought of journalism as a career option for myself, as something that I wanted to do. I've been at the paper for just over six years, but I don't know when it was that I first thought, yeah, this is me. But I have always wanted to be a writer. Since I was a kid, elementary school teachers ask you what you want to be when you grow up. And I would always write on those little assignments, like writer or author or something like that. I went through a phase where I was also writing zookeeper. I don't know. I guess I was fond of animals. Yeah. 
I, but I'd always wanted to write. Um, about two years ago, I was moving and going through a whole bunch of old stuff. I started finding all these journals and diaries, and so I thought, well, this would be fun. Like, let's see how many of these I have. I started putting them all into one box just to count them all, and I counted up to 27, um, which is significant because I'm 28 years old. And uh, the oldest one was dated 1997. And out of the whole book, I only had two pages written in it. And it said, you know, I got this notebook for Christmas and like, I love cookies or something. And that's all that I had in there. But clearly something about writing kind mm -hmm. of resonated with me for a long time. Absolutely. I love writing myself. And I learned recently that writing as well as maybe other talents and gifts that God gives us, they're also known as charisms. Charisms are maybe slightly different or they're unique in the way that God calls us to use them. And I was wondering when it was that you first discovered that you had this charism, that your writing had an impact on people. Maybe mm -hmm. when I started writing things that people would read, because I started off writing things that people wouldn't read. That was just kind of sorting out my thoughts and writing down significant things that happened to me or that I thought would be fun to read later. But I think once I started working for the paper, and before then for a few years I was doing freelance writing on and off and I think once people started reading what I wrote and having things to say about it and commenting hey I read your story and I was inspired or kind of made me think about something yeah. else I think that's probably if I had to pick a range that's probably when. What has your career trajectory been in terms of a journalist? Um, really simple actually I went to Trinity Western University I studied communications because I liked writing and their communications program also involved graphic design and video and I was interested in all of those things. So I studied that, finished school, had been doing some freelance writing on and off through school for Trinity Western, like like student blogs and that kind of thing. I wrote a bit for the Light magazine, which is a Christian publication, and then uh, got like, you know, a job in between kind of the grad and kind of a career just because I needed to do something. I was working at Best Buy as a copy editor. So okay. anyway, that's just a fun little fact there. Mm -hmm. um, and then I got a job at the paper kind of within six months of graduating. So I was really yeah. lucky to get a job in my field and pretty early on after mm -hmm. graduating. And my studies were in communications with a minor in Catholic studies. So the BC Catholic really fit that, that really well. Absolutely. For a long time, and maybe this still is the case, you are like the main reporter for the paper. So how do you manage the workload of the job? <laughs> I'm better at it some days than others. Because we are a weekly paper, we, every week we have to have new content and we go to press and then we start the cycle all over again. So there's a lot of quick deadlines you have to meet. And I think a lot of it is just being organized, staying on top of things, making deadlines for yourself and... Sometimes a bit of a scramble, but I think, you know, praise God, somehow it all goes to press on Thursdays anyway, somehow. <laughs> Sometimes we're shaking our heads, me and my boss are just shaking our heads, going, how did, how did we get this together in a week? Um, but, yeah. Over the six years that you've been at the paper, you've covered just a wide range of topics. You've talked to so many people. Can you maybe think of one particular, or one or two stories maybe, that has really stood out to you? Sure, yeah, yeah. lots of them. Kind mm -hmm. of. Just as you asked that question, so many things just flooded my mind. Of stories that have inspired me or just really unique people. I write articles about everything because I'm the only reporter. Mm -hmm. um, but some of the stories that really resonate with me most and get me the most excited about my job 
are the ones that are kind of stories about redemption or about people who really picked themselves up and, and or had God pick them up and really have changed changed their lives around. Um, and even these are I've even I've interviewed people who are not Christians at all, but who still have these stories of redemption or conversion in some kind of way. And I just I rejoice in those stories because it's that's how God works in all of our lives. Mm. And so I think that's something that really, you know, you get into journalism because you love writing or because you love telling stories. But what keeps you in it is that love for the, the people you meet and their stories and their their willingness to tell them and their kind of the transformations they've been through. I'm thinking I've interviewed domestic abuse victims or people who went through residential schools or who are surviving the effects of them. Yeah, all sorts of people who really just have a story of kind of some kind of conversion or transformation and you can really see God's hand in them and I think that gets me really excited. Uh, one recent one that comes to mind is a story that I loved writing and I felt really blessed to meet this woman I interviewed and, and hear her story and feel that you know she was willing to to share some really personal kind of things that she's gone through. Her name was Larissa Healy. She's a First Nations graffiti artist and she kind of had a quite a difficult start to her life. She um, was removed from her family as a First Nations person was removed from her family and put into foster care. Um, was mistreated in the foster care system and um, moved to the downtown east side and was living on the streets or she was doing graffiti, she was getting mixed up in all sorts of difficult things. And when I interviewed her, she had just finished a big piece of art uh, project for the, the doors open in the downtown east side, which is kind of a drop-in center for people who are homeless and, and vulnerable in the downtown east side. And she did a huge mural of St. Kateri Tekakwitha, a First Nations artist, and I just interviewed her about her journey through the difficult things that she's been through and how this huge mural that she got to use her talents and art and she used, you know, aerosol sprays to put it all together and, and how um, St. Catherine has really inspired her, inspired her faith's journey and also give that work that she had to do for the doors open kind of became a steady income and a way for her to get her life really kind of steady and on her feet and and, and yeah, just give her a, a more normal, more steady life. So yeah, I was really blessed to hear from her and just to, to share that story with everyone else. I got a lot of comments afterward too about other people just being inspired by her story. In terms of the, there's the writing, there's the editing, there's interviewing, um, there's scoping out for stories. What is maybe the favorite part of the work that you do? I think I like it all. Maybe that's kind of a if that's the right thing to say, but it's it's true. I, I enjoy interviewing. I love writing, as you know, and putting it all together at the end and seeing that finished product laid out on the page and going to press is it's exciting. It's, right. Yeah. I don't know if I had to pick a favorite. Maybe the writing writing mm-hmm. part, but I do love like meeting people and hearing their stories and I'm just so grateful to people who are so willing to just be honest and open with someone they've just met. When I think of people who have a faith background and sometimes going into something like journalism it can be difficult to navigate because the world is as it is there are so many difficult stories sometimes so many different points of view and I 
I'm really thankful to God that he's been able to give you a place to really not only live out your talents and live out your faith, but also just work in an environment that helps you to nurture that faith. And I was wondering maybe from your point of view, how have you been able to live out your faith through this work? There are two ways to kind of think about it, specifically living my faith in the job I do right now in BC Catholic. You know, specifically, it is um, doing things like trying to, to bring the virtues into what I do. So, you know, I'll, I'll be as honest as I can with the people I interview and try and stay as close to their words and, and, and their intent as I can um, and, and representing them in a fair light. Mm-hmm. Um, I pray a lot, especially if I'm struggling on a story or I'm stuck in writer's block. Uh, there's definitely moments where I... If I if I'm stuck and I, I don't know where to go, I say, God, like the story is yours. These people are yours. The people who are going to read this are yours. Just you know, the story is in your hands, and, and you take it where you want it to go. Or you know, just make sure it has. It doesn't have to be about me. It doesn't have to be for me. Through my hands, make make it the story that you need it to be for the people who need to read it. Mm-hmm. Kind of thing. So th- those are just a few ways. Yeah. There's also you know the broader way of living your faith and your work. No matter what you do, you can bring your faith to it. You know, you're supposed to love your neighbor or love your enemies. Love means to be patient, to be kind, mm-hmm. not to boast. And so if you work in a faith environment or if you don't, uh, you, know, you can bring those principles into what you do and be patient and kind mm-hmm. with all the you know, stressful things that come your way. Because like you said, there are a lot of difficult stories that we have to tell too. It seems like we are in a bit of crisis of journalism. There's a lot of talk about fake news and people not trusting the media or journalists and finding accurate and trustworthy sources to get their information from. So, but I guess, yeah, like, what are your thoughts on that? Well, you're right that it's important for journalists to have a conscience and to know what they're writing must be honest and to be as... You know, keep keep their bias out of it as much as they can and just present the truth and the facts and leave it up to people to to understand and decide for themselves what you know how to interpret those facts. Of course everyone has a bias, so I mean this you know it's a huge debate. Um, everyone has a bias and in the BC Catholic, you know, it's it's a Catholic paper. So mm-hmm. while we are as honest as possible and try and, you know, present all those sides you know from the start, you know, we are Catholics writing this. But yeah, it's very important to have a conscience, to have that honesty and transparency. And part of that also is admitting that when you've been wrong mm-hmm. and being able to say, you're right, that you know, we need to make a correction or something. Mm-hmm. It's very important. So, of course, the name of the podcast is The Feminine Genius. And I was wondering, when you hear that term, what comes to mind for you? To be honest, growing up in a Catholic environment and uh, getting my minor in Catholic studies, I came across that term a lot, and it's one of those terms, feminine genius, that comes up so much that it almost loses its meaning after a while. It gets overused, I feel, or at least in my experience it has been overused. So it's really good that you started this podcast and are trying to have a conversation about what this actually means, because Mm -hmm. I think often it's in my experience anyway, kind of thrown around without any real meaning. Um, But yeah, what comes to mind when I think of feminine genius, it's not so much the encyclical and whatnot, because that's that's what you hear everywhere. But I think I really learned a lot about the feminine genius through marriage. And I got married last fall. 
And um, that is when I've really started to appreciate like the teachings of JP2 and the conversations I've heard and about the feminine genius, and I'm just sitting there going, la, 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 la. It's, it's finally started to make sense in the sense that me and my husband are so different, and we bring so many different perspectives and talents, and both of those are very valuable. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in the sense, like, JP2 writes that women have special gifts that they bring to the world, and where would we be without them kind of thing. And I think it's only been in the last, like, since last September that I've really kind of started to appreciate what exactly that means and you know what women bring and what men bring and how we can really work together and encourage those strengths in each other instead of fight about them. So you're mentioning earlier that you are or you had always been in love with writing and you are a professional journalist. If I do say so myself, you are a professional journalist. (laughs) What advice do you have for budding professional journalists or writers? Good question. There are so many ways to get to journalism or to so many reasons that people would choose it that Mm -hmm. it's hard to come up with one piece of advice. But for writers, I would say, kind of knowing my experience, if you love to write, keep writing, Mm -hmm. even if that's personally just in a journal just for yourself and no one will ever read it. Just keeping those skills fine-tuned. If you love to write and it's in your blood, you know, you'll do it whether or not you can do it for work. But yeah, I, I, you know, I would encourage anyone who's curious, interested in finding out the truth and interested in you know, sharing it in as clear of a way as possible to really to go into journalism. That's what they want to do. It's a good thing to do. And I think we really need good journalists right now. Um, we need people who are honest, transparent, and will tell it like it is. Like you were saying earlier, we, we, need, uh, we need less fake news. <laughs> How about we put it that way? Thank you again to Agnieszka Ruck for joining me on this episode of The Feminine Genius. If you want to learn more about the BC Catholic or even subscribe to a print edition, you can find all of that information and read Agnieszka's articles at bccatholic.ca. All of this information will also be put in the show notes for this episode. You can find this podcast on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify. Please be sure to give us a follow and subscribe and a rating and all those good things. And of course, please follow us on social media. We are at FemGeniusPod on Twitter and Instagram. And you can like our page on Facebook, The Feminine Genius Podcast. Tune in next week for another brand new episode. And until then, have a blessed week ahead.